When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Anthony on our podcast, we're back again. And another lawsuit filed against Ghislaine Maxwell just a few days ago. We'll talk about that. Plus, Chris Evans made a big mistake on social media. We've got some feedback on that. And Kanye West is going off right now on Twitter. He's got some interesting tweets, one of them which just caught my eye. So we'll put that on the tail end of this episode. You can't see her, but you can hear her. Trust me, she's beautiful. She's my wife, and she's the co-host for this episode. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. All right, so uh, Epstein accuser Jennifer Aroz, A-R-A-O-Z, sued Ghislaine Maxwell on Monday for helping the dead pedophile recruit her as a sex slave at the age of 14. She filed the lawsuit in the Manhattan Supreme Court under the Child Victims Act. She alleges that Maxwell used Epstein's wealth and power as a method to recruit her and other female victims. Basically, uh, the the basis of her lawsuit goes right along the lines of what everybody else is saying about Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Jeffrey Epstein. She says, and I quote, Miss Maxwell fulfilled Epstein's compulsive need for sex with young females by preying on their personal, uh, psychological, financial, and related vulnerabilities. The 32-year-old alleges that Maxwell provided organizational support to Epstein's sex trafficking ring, identifying and hiring the recruiters of underage girls for Epstein's pleasure. Maxwell also scheduled massage appointments for Epstein with the girls. So again, if you've seen the uh, documentary on Netflix, this is basically in line with uh, what most of the other girls said. They were either in financial trouble or psychological trouble or whatever it was. And this, this, uh, this, you know, these predators just preyed on these young women, these young girls, these underage children, uh, and, um, you know, made them do these horrible things. And now A-Roz is uh, adding her name to the list against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, I don't know what this does for the criminal case against Maxwell. From what I understand, they're trying to postpone some other cases, civil cases and that such, just to get this criminal case done First, I, I think that that would take precedent over other individual lawsuits, but I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know. But from what I understand, uh, uh, the prosecutors are trying to get the criminal case done first. They want that to be first and foremost as most important, because obviously it comes with the biggest penalty. She'll be in jail, you know, um, which I think a lot of people want to see happen. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But um, she filed this thing on Monday. She had filed a lawsuit against Epstein himself under the Child Victims Act in July of last year. Then he was found dead. And so that lawsuit was uh, thrown out of court. In August of last year, she sued Epstein's estate, Maxwell, and three unnamed female household staff members. That lawsuit, from what I understand, is still active. But what I find interesting about uh, Jennifer's case here is, you know, we talk often about this, about that Brunel character 
and who else may be involved in this ring. And here's a lawsuit now. Here's a first time that I've been seeing, I'm sure this has been around for a little while, that there's actually a lawsuit naming other people, that other people were involved in this, which I find pretty interesting because as much as I want to see Epstein and Maxwell, you know, be taken to task, I'm sure there were a lot a lot more people involved in this. Yeah. 100%. And they should all be punished for what they did. And, you know, and we talked about this previously, too, because it's it's tough because it's like you I'm sure you have some people that are innocently caught up in this. I'm sure you have staff members that maybe did not not know what was happening. You know, uh, I'm sure you have fringe people that were there to cut the grass and then leave and they're going to be labeled as an employee of the Epstein estate. And it's not going to be fair to them. You know, they didn't have anything to do with it. But then on the other hand, you know, I'm sure you have people that were butlers, maids, assistants, whatever, that were a lot more intimately involved that maybe saw a lot, right. a lot, saw some things, knew some things. And that's a brutal that's a brutal situation, too, because I mean, and I don't know what you think about this, babe, because on the one hand, it's like you want if they were witnessing wrong, you want good to prevail and them to come forward and help these victims. But on the other hand. You kind of you kind of can see the other side of it of like they were being preyed upon as well, too. Who knows if they were poor? Who knows if they were getting paid way more to keep a job with these creepy people and they needed that money to for their families and whatever their situations might be. You know, it's not it's not a clear cut yeah. issue when it comes to the employees is what I'm saying. Yeah, with the employees, that's a little hard too, but you have to also think about like we want them to come out and say things, but who knows they know who was there. They know if there were high profile people and you want this person who's just probably trying to take care of their family to now come out and name names. It's like, how do we protect them from high profile and, and celebrities and all these things that's, you know, people are saying, you know, you, you, it, there's a fine line. It's really hard. It's, it's really hard. Like, and we've all been in that case where you work for a difficult boss and you get paid more because you have to put up with so much more garbage and I'm sure that's what some of these people were dealing with. You know, I'm sure, again, if, if there was an employee, let me clarify, if there was an employee there that was watching one girl after the other go screaming out of her room, that, I mean, that you can't, I can't defend that, you know, but. No, you can't. You can't. But to say something back then to stop it would, it probably, it would have been really hard for them and not said, but maybe come out now. And even if that nothing, nothing can happen to Epstein, he's, he's gone. Right, right. But just the victims to say this did happen. Yeah. It, it's got, it's got to help them. Now that you know, because before I see what you're saying, like before you could have not known again, if you were the landscaper, if you were the guy who cleaned the pool at one house and you came once a day and you're like, oh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people here, a lot of girls, a lot of this, a lot of that. This guy's obviously super rich. You're cleaning this pool. You know the deal. That, then it's it's one thing to be like, I don't know. I'm just cleaning the pool. But now that now that all this is out, I see what you're saying. There is there's no you can redeem yourself if you did keep things quiet, or if you did yeah. see something like a little fishy, or if you did see a huge celebrity, you know, 
uh, a, a married celebrity, let's say, with another girl there, and you didn't say anything. I, I get it. Now there's no, there's nothing to hide under uh, right now. Yeah, so. redeem yourself now, and I can understand working, keeping your head down, and minding your own business because you 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 knew something was up, but you didn't want to really know and see it. But now come out and and do the right thing and do the respectful thing. Because it's weird, but I, I mean, I could almost see, like, again, I I find, like, I mean, I'm pretty skeptical too, but you want to know, you want to see the good in people. So it's like, you know, even if you saw, you know, if I, if I saw a guy Epstein's age with like, let's say four of age women, I would be like, that's odd. But I would, but I would think to myself, well, whatever. He's a rich guy. I guess this is how rich people, you know, that's how they party. You know, if I saw him with a, obviously with a little child, it'd be a different story, obviously. Yeah. But, it, but if you, you know, it, you, I think a lot of the times, like when you're blue collar and working class, and you're in this mix with these super rich people, you just go, oh, I don't know. I guess this is what they do. Like if I walked into my friend's house and saw a pile of coke on the end table, I, I would be shocked and astonished. But if I saw a pile of coke on the end table of some super rich person that I didn't know his house, I would probably be like, I don't. I guess that's what they do. I don't. It's just a normal Monday. Yeah, you look at the mon- You look at the movies and you go, "This stuff's in the movies." I guess this is, you know, this is okay. Well, like, let's 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 be real about it. There are older, wealthy men, and they're always surrounded by younger, beautiful women because right. that attracts young, beautiful women. But like, how do you know if they're really 18 and older? How do you know if they're younger? Like, you don't. Like, girls don't look. Yeah. It, that's like, like, I looked 14 when I was 14. That was a long time ago, but. Right, because it goes back to that thing of, like, if there's a 50-year-old guy walking around with a 21-year-old girl of age, I'm still going to think that that's creepy. I'm still going to think like, like, you know, especially if it doesn't look all that. I'm still going to be like, that's kind of weird. I'm going to think less of that person, you know, but I'm not going to think, you know, that they're I wouldn't do anything about it. And I'm sure there's going to be employees. I guess my my point is, you know, I don't want to get too lost in the woods here. But my point is, is there are there are innocent employees, I'm sure. And it's going to be super murky and difficult to tell them from the employees that like like we've heard about you've seen. And there was that one guy that was like, oh, it was my job to pay and clean up the room. It's like, that's wrong. You know, like, like, come on, like after after a few times, like now, unless they kept him totally separate and he knew things were going on and never saw the girls like that's like, again, there's always going to be something that these people are going to use to defend themselves to cast a shadow of a doubt that they weren't part of this whole grand thing. But I maintain what I said before that, you know, it's going to be super hard to get those people, but there are other people. And this lawsuit today confirms, you know, calling back to that lawsuit in August confirms that that there's going to be other people involved in this and other people that, that should be taken to task for what they did here. Good. Good on it. Um, moving on to the next uh, topic here. Chris Evans dominated the conversation this past weekend for releasing a uh, not safe for work photograph. Yeah. Now I first heard about this from my wife, which enraged me quite a bit because Chris Evans happens to be her uh, celebrity crush, I guess, and uh, does not look anything like me. 
which is more more bothersome. Let me give you a tip out there, ladies. If you're gonna admit your if your if your husband's a jealous guy and you're gonna admit your celebrity crush, pick somebody that kind of looks like him so he doesn't feel that uh, that bad about himself. Oh come on! <laughs> anyway, I still can't find it. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't. I saw like all the funny like tweets and stuff, and like, but I haven't. I've been trying. Well, lucky um, for you and all the listeners, it. link in the description below on the YouTube channel. We have it for you. We're not going to play it right now because we don't want to be demonetized. But um, we do have it, so you can go down there into the description and take a look at it. It's super, it's super innocent. Here's the thing: like you hear this, you're like, oh, he leaked a picture, or you think back to the the Kardashian tapes and the Paris Hilton tapes and all this stuff, and you think this is all premeditated. But I think this guy really did mess it up because. You know what happens when you go into your phone and you play a video and then it shrinks down and then it shows all the other photos yeah. on your page? That's what he put online. So it's super like, again, if this is regular Joe Schmo, maybe nobody would have seen it. But because it's Chris Evans, everybody is super scrutinizing every little thing that he that these celebrities put out. So you have to pause it and you have to look because it's one of nine pictures on the screen. But it's a pick. It's it's I you know it's a real picture. And by the way, he took it from the superhero angle, <laughs> which for those of you who don't know, uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, this might be a little difficult for those of you listening. But you can find this on the YouTube and the Facebook page. You know when you can shoot an object a certain way to make it look. You know if you shoot something head on. It's not going to be as impressive, but if you if you give it an angle and you put the closest part to the sensor of the camera and you put the farther, you know, the, the far away part a little farther away, things are going to look you can mess with perspective enough to make something look bigger than it actually is. So, oh, he, so now are you trying to say that he he's trying to make it look bigger than it is because. Yep. OK, yep. We, and, and we we've all been out. there. We're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of the of the reshoots where you're like, oh, I think I can make this look a little better, a little bit more impressive than it is, you know, where where you don't where you, you hold your phone up and you know how the cameras are in the top, you know, right hand part of the thing. You don't take the photo like this, but you turn it the other way so that the lens could be closer to the object so that you get that forced perspective. The guy knew what he was doing. He's obviously on film sets. He knows what lenses are. He knows perspective. He, he he put some effort into this shot, let me tell you. He put some effort oh, into it. Really? So you think he was trying to take the shot but not put it out? Oh yeah, so oh so back to what I was saying. So he sh what he shared was was a video of a game, I guess he was playing with family members or whatever that he had taken a screenshot of. And then so when the when so he put that out. So when you're watching this video, when the video ends, the video shrinks back down to its original size. And then you could see all the other photographs and in that and one of the photographs is a picture of his little Captain America. That's that's, <laughs> that's where you but, see it. So it's not like he accidentally tweeted it out or accidentally put it out. He put out another video and he didn't probably watch it till the very bitter end because it's only like one second of the frame to when that thing, the video collapses down and you see the main menu and then you can see it in one of the corners. But again, like I said, it's a it's a hero shot. You could tell he put some effort into it. 
I wonder who he was sending that to. That's what a lot of people are going to want to know. Who was that meant for? And why did you save it? Because, by the way, it wasn't like the last photo. It was like three or four photos away. So you could tell it was maybe. I think he's dating someone. Is he? Yeah. I think she's an actress in London. Lucky I lady. think that's what they were like in London like a few weeks ago, like out on a picnic. But let me tell you, huge Chris fans, like female fans, love him. He's the nicest guy. He is just like so respectable. Whatever. So they're, Whatever. Like, they're going after people that are being mean to him. Whatever. At, like his fan base is fighting back. Whatever. I could do without him. I love you, you know. You know we have two <laughs> kids together, right? <laughs> what does Jim say? No, no. <laughs> uh, so he went on the uh, Tamron Hall show, and um, basically they asked him about it. I, I will give her credit. I don't really know who Tamron is. Uh, she's like, a, I think she was on Channel 4, and now she's got a... Um, a uh, a national show, which good for her uh, for climbing up the ranks. Um, but um, she asked him about it because he was on to promote something else. And he was basically like, yeah, uh, you know, people make mistakes and uh, teachable moment. And uh, he was, I will say as much as I hate the guy, cause you got a little crush on him. Uh, he will, uh, he, uh, he was very humble about it. You know, he was very like, I, I made a mistake and there's not really much to say about it. And it's super embarrassing when it's your goods. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, it's not a fun, you know, like we, we were talking about this the other day. Um, uh, Jessica ta was talking about that. She was on stage one time. One of the gr girls I work with at the radio station was on stage and she didn't realize her blouse. She had missed a button. And so she realized on stage that she missed a button. So she got to like turn around and like, and I said to her, I said, I've been on stage before to introduce bands and stuff. And I, you get off and you look down and you realize how oh, my fly is open. Like it's super, you know, people probably didn't see anything, but it's still super embarrassing. You know, no, never, nothing like that's ever happened to me. Better not. I believe me. I, <laughs> I scrutinize in front of the mirror for like, a half hour before I leave the house. Yeah. But it's like, no. it's it's embarrassing. And when you're as big yeah. of a star as Captain America is, and, you know, this accidentally is out there. And, and here's the weird thing. So uh, he realized it probably pretty quickly. But again, it only, it only need the internet only needs a second and a half. Everybody only needs a second and a half. People had screenshots of this. That's how we were able to get it. You know? So it's like an early Christmas gift. Shut up. <laughs> now I'm not putting it in the description below. <laughs> I'm taking it down. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's Chris Evans. People were hysterical on Twitter, too. One guy put a huge uh, like there was a big crater in a street that kind of oh, one I saw looked like a phallic shape. And it was like, oh, look, Chris Evans must have fell here. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, no, Captain America tripped and fell, and something like yeah, that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was really good. So people are funny. Again, and and I know, like, full disclosure here. Uh, all my kidding aside, I'm not jealous of Chris Evans, but like, I can, I know, like, you ask any man, that's the hero shot. That's the uh, this is as good as this is going to look. Shot, and and it's so close to the camera, and he bulked the backgrounds. It's all blur, so you know he for he. 
he used every movie trick he knows to make this look as good as it could possibly look. That's all I'm saying. Did he use any filters? I don't think he used any filters, but it's really dark. You can't, you almost can't even see it because again, it's so close. It's blocking all the light sources in, in the, in the room, which again, kind of makes it look like it's a huge, he used the rear view mirror trick. Objects in the mirror may appear larger than they actually are. That's what he did. Stop being a hater. I'm not being a, I'm just simply pointing out when I see another, you know, person use a technique, uh, I, it's my journalistic responsibility to point that out. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever used the term journalistic responsibility. Um, he did have a funny. He did have a funny reaction though that he followed it up quickly with a tweet that said, "Now that I have your attention, go vote on November 3rd. Which is like, that's about the best thing that you could possibly follow up a, an accidental, uh, you know, little slip photo with. So good for Chris Evans. Uh, and finally, yep. uh, Kanye West is on a Twitter tear as we speak. He yeah. is, and I, I haven't even read this because this is happening like right now as we go, but I think he tweeted out photos of royalty structures and how it works in the music business and how unfair it is to artists which i could actually kind of get behind artists are the the music the model for a music business is awful it's yeah. awful it's it does not favor the artist it favors the record labels and the record labels they justify it by saying well they have to go through 100 people before they find one diamond in the rough to actually make it so that's why all the deals are so built in their favor because they're not wasting money on one person. They're wasting money on 100 people. That's why they have the structure that way. But a lot of people will argue, well, be better at find, at scouting your talent and then you can scout 10 people instead of 100 yeah. and make it work. But he is literally putting out uh, pieces of uh, what I can only assume is his contract or contracts that he's been given. Let's hold this up for people so they, whoops, so they could see. Um, it's just a contract basically. Uh, but then he went out on a tear after that and he was, uh, asking for, he asked Bono for a shout out for a retweet. Uh, he said, I wonder if universal is going to call me. I promise I have more ideas. I will not stop. I promise you. And then I'm going to hold this far away because again, I don't want to get demonetized, but it's been out for only two hours and it has 11 million views on Twitter. And we'll link it in the description below on YouTube. I'm going to hold it pretty far away, but you can see that that's a Grammy in a turlet. And he is relieving himself on top of it. So that's a pretty, that's, that's going to be attention grabbing right there. Um, now he deleted one tweet because it says the tweet's no longer available right on top of that. But I don't know how long they're going to let this go for. I guess because he's not, you can't you can't see his Captain America in this uh, in this video, so he could be just pouring some Gatorade on top of it. Uh, let's actually assume that that's what it is, so that we don't get pulled down. But I mean, it's clear as day what his sentiment is behind this. Yeah, uh, Kanye is going off the rails. I'm back and forth on Kanye because there's times where I I I just can't stand him, and and I don't like the charades so much. And then there's other times where. That whole fight for injustice that he wants to do and standing up for other artists, I, I, I can't knock that. I feel like that's... Yeah. 
And what he believes in, he always stands up for. Yeah. And no matter what it is, and he will always stand. And you got to respect that. I do respect it. And I, and I know he's got some, uh, you know, mental issues and Kim's talked about it and he's talked about it. By the way, if you haven't seen his interview with Letterman on Netflix, uh, watch it. You'll have a new respect. Great. Yeah, right. You'll have a new respect for Kanye for sure. We watched it. We were both impressed with him and and impressed. But also, what's the word I'm looking for? Not that we felt sorry for him, but we were. Well, he had. Empathetic, I guess. I don't know. We, yes. It, yeah, I was gonna say empathy. Like, yeah, you do, because it, it. He's. It's. It's got to be hard, and he's very talented. Very talented. Like, so, like, like that's. I. I bring that up all the time, and I get killed for that sometimes. Like, let's be honest. Like back in the day, his music is phenomenal. Like, who doesn't love early Kanye stuff? It's great. Yeah. You know, and I'm not one of these guys. It's like I like the early stuff and I hate the old stuff, I, but. I haven't really been down with a lot of the things, you know, two kids are ruining my uh, music listening abilities lately. I haven't really gotten into some of the other stuff, but some of his old stuff I friggin' love. He's phenomenal. Um, what, and you don't like Baby Shark? I don't, not really, no. Although I bet you if we gave Baby Shark to Kanye, he'd turn it out and make it something real nice. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but I like, you know, I, I like him running for president too normally, but in this particular case, like he's really like read the room sometimes like he's got no chance. It's a real problem. He's obviously needs a break, you know, obviously needs some help, you know, um, which I hope he gets, which is really difficult to give because in that interview with Letterman, he says he's better off off his meds than on his meds. Um, so, and I'm not going to get into that debate, you know, cause it's not my area of expertise at all, but, um, you know, you just hope for the best and, you know, the, the presidential run thing in any normal year or any other time I think would have been good and entertaining enough, you know, but he's not on any of the ballots. He's kind of reaching for, grasping for straws, I guess is the word I'm looking for the term I'm looking for. Um, but, um, so I was kind of hoping that he would just stop that and just go on being Kanye, he put out some good music and say some awesome stuff and i think today he's saying some awesome stuff now that being said i haven't seen everything so don't criticize me for the one you know messed up thing he said and thinking i'm supporting it uh, i haven't read it all but um you know when somebody when somebody does the when somebody pours gatorade on a on a grammy and a toilet bowl that's going to grab your attention right away and that just happened as we were going on on to do the podcast here so that's the latest from kanye i hope he's in a safe place at least while he's doing this and um, we'll see what this has as uh, an implication on the music industry because nobody really shares contracts, babe. You ever notice that? Like people say yeah. a lot of things, but nobody actually puts out contracts. What their contract is. What their contract is or what they've been given or what they've been approached with or what people they've known been approached with. Uh, it's not something you see every day. So when you do see it, it does help artists that are trying to figure the world out you know, it does help them along the way. It's a bit of education that a lot of other people have to actually live through and go through to get like Kanye had to do. Whereas, yeah. you know, an artist that's going to read this now is not going to have to go through that because they're going to know the pitfalls of what's in front of them. So, yeah, but there was another artist not too long ago that was talking about this. About the, how was it? They were talking about like contracts and how it's like, 
you you think that the artist is making all this money and stuff and they don't own their materials some of the, who was it was it cardi it might have been i don't know someone was talking about it and i didn't even like when they were saying these things i was like wow the weird, like, the weird thing is, is for the most part, the way the music business is going lately, it's so it's become organic because Spotify and Apple Music and the internet is just at TikTok. Like they've all leveled the playing field now. You know, yeah. a, a lot back in the day, like to go find your next star, you used to go crawl through the bars and the local, you know, places to see who was drawing a crowd. Now you just go on Instagram and see who's got followers. So. And the thing is, is you reach that point where you get a bunch of followers. You don't really need a record label if you know what you're doing and you know how to do it right. But they, of course, try and sell you on on the fact that you don't know. But a lot of artists that are making it on their own that stay independent, and there's plenty of them out there, they don't need a record label. And record labels have kind of become a little on the obsolete side. And and if they're not there yet, which if you're going to argue with me, they're not there yet, they're going to be there in five to 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Cause it's just not the way things used to be. You don't need them anymore. You don't need a, you needed a record label for distribution to get you into all the stores and get you airplay. Now the stores are Spotify and Apple music and you can submit on your own. Yeah. So, you know, if it's good enough, people will find it. And that's kind of the way that the world has been the last little bit here. And, um, you know, so I but I, that doesn't doesn't take away from Cardi and Kanye and what they're doing. Anybody that wants to educate any elder in a in an industry that wants to educate the youth to me is is all right with me because that you need that so that people don't get taken advantage of. Yeah, a lot of talented people um, are taken advantage of, and that's sad. The last thing Kanye tweeted, he says, ninety percent of the record contracts on the planet are still on a royalty. A standard record deal is a trap to never have you recoup. And there's all these hidden costs like the distribution fees. Many labels put in their contracts to make even more money off your own work without even trying. That's the thing. They, they give you all this upfront money, but then they lay out all these expenses and then they go, oh, yes, your record made a million dollars, but you know, it's $250,000 for advertising. It's $150,000 distribution fee. We have to take out our percent. So then the next thing you know, after all these, oh, oh and we made the, and then they go, oh, we made this poster for you. We made the, they, they do all these things without even asking you. And they have all these costs associated with it. And you're like, wait a second. I didn't, you know, I didn't tell you to do that and tell you to do that. But then they go, but, but now you're famous, but now you made it. Don't be greedy, be happy, you know? So it's, it's not an honest thing. It's not an honest thing. Although there there are, and I have come across a lot of honest people in the record industry. So, uh, but that's that. Um, that's it for me. You got anything else, Cuddles? No. Are you preparing your post-podcast apology to me for all the Chris Evan noises that you made during this episode? No. Like no, I have to go take care of our kids. What are you talking about? I like a card. There were some mmms and uhs that I didn't really care for. Listen, maybe I'll make us some brownies. <laughs> who who out of my celebrity crushes, which I don't talk about a lot, by the way, because... Oh, oh, really? Somebody's sensitive. Wait, wait, what did you tell me? Your whole past was... What's her name? Leah Remini? You said that. Well, no, I was... Let's not get into that. Let's get into who out of my... who out of, If I've said like a celebrity is hot or good looking, who has anybody bothered you the most? Everyone. 
<laughs> it bothers me. It bothers me more when you say somebody that doesn't look like. Like if you're like, you know, who's cute turtle from Entourage? I'm gonna be like, all right, that's a, that's fine, no big deal. Oh, like the, he's so adorable. Oh, shut up! I can't stand you. But if you say, if you go, oh, I like uh, this tall, skinny, blonde guy. That's gonna bother me. No. That's that's gonna bother me. No. And I nobody, married you. And I know. Still not good enough. <laughs> nobody can compete with with CGI six packed uh Captain America. You know that's no, all CGI, that's CGI, by the way. Oh, it's all CGI. It's not. Go look on Instagram. <laughs> all right. I hope you guys enjoyed the last uh podcast episode before our divorce. Um the, the next one should be interesting. <laughs> Chris Evans, I'm single. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for making it this far in the, uh, in the episode. Appreciate all the great feedback and everything else. Uh, we got some exciting things coming in the next couple of weeks, actually. Uh, some great, uh, great moments for the podcast and some fun stuff planned. So uh, stay tuned for that. Remember to uh, subscribe and hit that bell notification on YouTube. We have so many more views than we have subscribers. So make sure that you guys that are casual viewers are subscribing so you don't miss out on some of the uh, interesting topics, some of the news update stuff with the Ghislaine Maxwell things and some of the more fun stuff that we do towards the end of the episodes. Um, so subscribe and, uh, and hit that bell notification on YouTube. Same thing on Facebook. Don't just like our page. Make sure you're following it and you're getting those in your news feed often. And uh, rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We really, truly do appreciate all the audio uh, listeners as well. Stitcher and TuneIn and Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, lots of people listening on the audio side. So thank you for that. Three episodes a week. So we'll be back with one more before we hit the weekend. And we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you.